Welcome to Radio KAL, the Superman podcast brought to you by supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. This is show number 31, released on July 25th, 2007. My name is Steve Eunice, and joining me is Neil Bailey. Hi, Neil. Hey, it's Steve's July's over already. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, time flies and you're having fun, as they say, and uh, talking about having fun... Uh, you're doing the show on the road. You're in L.A. at the moment for the San Diego Comic-Con, right? Yes, indeed. I'm in uh, Jeff Bridges' living room, actually. I'm about to uh, start attending tomorrow, and we'll see all kinds of good stuff and meet some fans. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm having a blast, actually. It's nice to relax for once. Um, I'm looking forward to Superman Doomsday and potentially getting some new stuff about that Supergirl for folks. Excellent. Well, uh, let's jump into talking about Supergirl, because uh, she's been a hotly debated topic both in comics and television discussions lately on the Internet. Uh, let's start with the TV, though. Uh, seems like Kara Zarelli is set to appear in Season 7 of Smallville. Uh, what do you make of this announcement? Well, like, like always, I'm probably going to try and reserve judgment until I see the show, actually, and recommend that everyone else does, too. But uh, I'm hoping that she doesn't distract from Clark, because she, she should have a justified story of her own if they're going to bring her in. Yeah, and I'm impressed with the casting of Laura Vandervoort. Voort, Voort. She uh, sure looks the part, but I have my reservations about them introducing the character of Supergirl or Kara before Clark's even become Superman. It's my usual problem with Smallville is that they're trying to bring in Superman stories and characters and situations before Superman even exists. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. They've been trying to do it the whole show. You almost have to forsake continuity. Um, the pictures um, and, and the comments, they did, they, they did point out that she did look a lot like Lois, aside from the Reeve dog tags. The costume was, was a little bit odd to me, but then I, don't, I, I didn't like the Batman costume, but I love Batman Begins, so we'll see when it's in motion. Um, even if it is more continuity, blasphemous, you know, etc. Yeah, and she's supposedly going to take a liking to Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, that's kind of odd. She, you know, she's kind of a geek, and that's that's a way to push Chloe out a little bit more, but we'll see. Yeah, if anyone missed the announcement, uh, Smallville Season 7 will premiere in the US on September 27th, while Season 6 finally premiered in the UK on Channel E4 on July 22nd. Yeah, I wonder why they don't synchronize that, but I hope that they will before the show ends. It's It really is a bummer for some of the fans. It'll just lead to more downloading, which you'd think they'd want to avoid, though I'm personally for... Uh, against downloading. Yes, downloading mm. is bad. <laughs> okay, well, on to Supergirl in the comics. Uh, our Supergirl comics reviewer, Jeffrey Bridges, whose house you're staying at at the moment, uh, has been slamming Joe Kelly's run on the title for the past few months, and while most members of the Superman homepage seem to agree with his reviews, there are a vocal few who seem to think he's been too harsh on Joe Kelly's run. Uh, personally, I'm more in agreement with Jeffrey's reviews than not, but now Joe Kelly's run is over, do you think that there'll be a change in the way Kara is written? Yeah, I certainly hope so. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Jeff's run, uh, Jeff on the run all the way, actually, and, and I could give him noogies here if, if, I, if I didn't um, agree with it, so I'm, I'm glad that I am. But uh, honestly, I felt that the reviews helped him come a lot uh, into his own in terms of reading his reviews for me. I've always enjoyed them, but it kind of took him to another level. Um, I was enjoying them, but it added a lot of depth. I think I, I, from personal experience, it's kind of hard to walk that line of critique without carping and whining, and I see few people get it right across the Internet. So I think Jeff's concerns were pretty apt. The storyline was incoherent, rambling, odd, and it kind of drew us away from a more characterized Supergirl. It, it caused me to drop my first mainline Superman book in most of a decade. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of dropping books, I'm hearing from more and more people who tell me they're dropping Countdown. Uh, even one of our reviewers has decided the book's just not worth his time and money anymore, and I know you've had issues with it too. So 
Uh, what do you think DC is doing wrong this time around with their weekly comic book as, a pair, as uh, compared to 52? Well, I've run into two responses, which is the fan response and my own. They kind of differ a little bit. Personally, I think the storytelling is very plot-driven and derivative, and at that it's full of expository and kind of incoherent. The fans who tend to worry less about the niggling story details that bother me as a writer, seem they kind of seem upset that they uh, need to have a given book on a given week to figure out what's going on in the DCU, um, the whole spine idea. But beyond that, the said book often repeats itself a good bit, and beyond that even, they're uh, not finding the storylines as compelling. 52 basically had the same formula, except it had a good bit of character and had a defined purpose for each and every subplot um, by the end of the first six weeks. Um, we're now ten weeks into Countdown, and I still don't know what the heck's going down. Yeah, as a fan, I hate having to have to buy more books to get the full picture of what's going on in the regular books I buy. Uh, for example, the Jimmy Olsen story is being told in part between the regular Superman books, uh, Action Comics number 50, 852, for example, and Countdown. Uh, the Flash is a perfect example, with his death being in and out of the books, uh, but without the complete picture being told in either form from what I'm hearing. I know DC needs to sell more books, but I kind of feel cheated when I need to purchase uh, even more books to get the full story that I feel should have been already included in the books I'm buying on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I dig events myself. I mean, I really, really dig events. Most people don't, or at very least are cynical about them. I buy them up like an idiot, and I just have a good time. Um, the reason being, the point isn't the crazy changes or why, or that it's just going to go back to the way things were, but it, it, it's that things are going rapid fire, and it usually throws characters into odd situations and doesn't play by the regular rule book, even if things just go right back. But uh, I haven't read a more by-the-numbers book than Countdown in quite a long time. It has pretty much an early 90s feel to me. Yeah, while Countdown hasn't been that great for me... Um I must congratulate DC and specifically Matt Idelson for fixing the problems with scheduling on the regular Superman books. Uh, we're finally getting regular and even more than regular publications on the Superman front uh, this past few months. Yeah, and even if I'm not particularly fond of a given storyline, the, the reception has been generally warm and well-received from most of the fans, as I understand it, from most, from most folks. It's, it's a good move towards fixing, fixing things, uh, the more books. That said, um, All-Star seems to be stuck in limbo like usual. Uh, Confidential was just late, and general quality, in my opinion, on the stories is a bit down, even though it seems to be looking up and there's a lot of promise on the horizon. Yeah, even though All-Star Superman has been in limbo, there's no de denying what a great story that is. Uh, Zabaro, and what a concept that is. Yeah, no, no kidding. I mean, seriously, it's, I'm essentially against the it's worth the wait to shut up argument, but I, I almost concede an exception with that book. I'm seriously upset that they're only going to do 12 issues and then be done, at least that team. Um, I read New X-Men, and with what Morrison can do given time, it could truly revolutionize Superman instead of being one solid trade, which, well, awesome, I'd want more, but I hope that they can con him into it. So, I mean, Lee Rogers' dirt, how can you, <laughs> how can you get much better than <laughs> Yeah, even though Superman Confidential has been late, uh, as you uh, said, uh, it's still a gripping story. Uh, forget how it ties in, if indeed it even does at all with the regular Superman comics. Uh, it's an interesting story, and I just love Tim Sale's artwork. There's a, a golden age feel to it for me. Yeah, likewise here. I think Superman Confidential and All-Star are the two best reasons to be reading Supes right now. Yeah, I think uh, we'd be singing a different tune had the Last Sun and Camelot Falls stories in Action Comics and Superman Comics not been delayed and preempted so much in recent times. 
Yeah, Last Sun is great too, but honestly, like right now, I don't consider it going on right now, if that makes sense. We, we mm-hmm. get one issue, but it's not a current ongoing story for me. Right now, we have basically the one continuing Superman book with a writer that alternates between the titles with Busiek doing most of it, as he has for a while now. And if you love Busiek, it's great, but if you have issues with his run, it sucks to be in continuity now, given that they just said the Superman-Batman isn't in continuity. I mean, that was part of the question I had when they first announced the shift to fewer books in continuity. John said in an interview, hey, wouldn't it be great if we have two top writers on two books as opposed to four books with lukewarm writers? And, and, and I was like, yeah, but not not one book with one writer on a regular basis, barring miraculously always good stories. You yeah. know? Yeah, you know when Jeff Johns kicked off the whole one year later stuff with Up, Up and Away, uh, the future of Superman comics at that point looked really promising. Uh, it's been a real shame that the year that followed was marred with delays and inconsistent publishing. It, it kind of put a downer on what he and Kurt had planned. Yeah, I think they could still pull it out, though. I'm cautiously optimistic. I think that for it to happen, they'll need regular issues. Um, the good writing that they have right now, but with more high-profile villains, um, at least on music sense, and, 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 and a continuity vision. Yeah, you mentioned the fact that they're now saying that Superman-Batman isn't exactly in continuity with Superman and Action Comics. Uh, what do you make of that? I'm really cheesed, actually, because I like continuity. I don't think that continuity is a burden, and I don't think it's broken, and I get hacked off when already privileged writers are given a long leash when the uh, quality of the stories just don't justify it. If it's revolutionary, that's okay. I mean, Morrison's All-Star Batman makes a good case for a shattered continuity or a new continuity, but uh, Superman Batman post Loeb surely is not for me. Yeah, uh, do you think it's just the editors saying, ah, stuff it, I can't make it fit, let's just tell them it's not in continuity and be done with it? I don't know, it's hard to speculate. It could be any number of things, but uh, they'll tell us that it's not in continuity, but the meanings and motivations of the directions that they take are never really elaborated upon on an editorial level. Writers love to fill us in on what they want to do with the motivations, but if you're looking for that from the editors and finding what the editors are thinking and when they they choose to do things, they really clam up. Yeah. Okay, well, we've touched on Smallville and we've gone in depth into the comics. Uh, Is there anything else you wanted to discuss before I speak about some of the new additions we've made at the Superman homepage website? No, no, fire away. It's all a lot of good, exciting stuff. Okay, I just wanted to say, firstly, thank you to the new writers and reviewers who have recently come on board the Superman homepage staff. Uh, They've helped us expand and bring new material to Superman fans. If you haven't visited the website in some time, you'll find that we're now doing retro reviews of older Superman eras, such as reviews of the Superman radio series from the 1940s, uh, TV episode reviews of Adventures of Superman, Superboy... Uh, Superman the Animated Series and Lois and Clark and these are ongoing projects that we will continue on into the coming months and years Uh, add these to our ongoing reviews of Smallville, Legion of Superheroes and Crypto the Superdog and you'll find our aim is to have reviews of every Superman incarnation ever created yeah it's pretty awesome it's getting people talking commenting you guys be nice to those reviewers or it's leashes on you (laughs) speaking of new initiatives we attempted to do a live Radio KAL broadcast in mid-July, and while it was a success of sorts, uh, we did have some technical issues that had the sound dropping in and out for some listeners. Uh, We have taken measures to hopefully fix this problem and plan to do another Talkback Radio KAL live show on August 22nd, uh, which is a Wednesday, the Wednesday the week before the next Radio KAL podcast goes out. So keep an eye on the Superman homepage website for further announcements on that live show as the date gets closer. Yeah, we'll fix the uh, problem with the technicalities, I think. It's going to get awesome when we get it going. Yeah, and just to clarify, because some people had uh, some questions about this, 
the Radio KAL live show is an additional show. It won't replace this regular podcast. We'll actually try to record the live talkback show and include it here in the Radio KAL podcast for anyone who may have missed it or who wants to hear it again. Yeah, this is cool because it's more content, you know? (laughs) Yeah, and the idea is that the live talkback show will supplement the big question segment of Radio KAL. And speaking of which, let's get into the big question segment. Let's start with the big question. Last month, Neil, you asked everyone the big question... If you had to choose one, which of the main cast of Superman characters would you kill off and why? We had some interesting responses, especially from some of the live show participants, who sadly we didn't get to record at the time, but some of those answers included killing off Perry White and Martha Kent. Yeah, Lana Lang came up twice and Pa Kent seemed the obvious choice for some, but uh, all in all, pretty interesting question. Yeah, I thought the idea of Martha dying before Jonathan was an interesting concept, and I don't think it's one that's been tried before. But anyway, let's get into the responses that were emailed in from last show. Dan, a.k.a. Bork from Ork, wrote, I'm very curious to see see what would happen if Perry White died. After serving as a journalist, an employer, and a father figure for such a long time, his demise would be a huge loss to the Daily Planet, not to mention all of Metropolis. Should Clark Kent be his successor as editor-in-chief, it would also be interesting to see how he'd juggle, handle... Sorry, handle juggling such a great responsibility with being Superman. Yeah, an interesting yeah. concept. It's a good plot. They tried it a little in the late 90s, and it overwhelmed them. It was pretty good. Uh, Torn wrote, Hey, Stephen Neal, you're doing a great job, and as for the big question this month, if I were a writer for Smallville and I had to kill off one major character, I would make it Lana. My reason for this is that I've realized that by the season six finale, Clark and Lana are on the threshold of getting married. The show has brought up the Clark and Lana relationship so much that it's actually hard for me to believe that Clark would ever leave Lana to go to Metropolis. If things keep going as they are, Clark and Lana will be an old married couple on the Kent farm. Instead of retelling the Superman story from its, instead of retelling Superman from his roots, they'd be returning him from his roots. Ruining it only seems reasonable. Oh, ruining! Yes, ruining him from his roots. My, my res, roots. My apologies there. It only seems reasonable that Lana would have to be killed off, or else the Clark Lois relationship would never blossom to begin with. Much like you know my clean dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sorry, David, that's all right. David Landon wrote, although the countdown advertising says that Jimmy Olsen must die, I think that Perry White should be the one to get the axe. Perry hasn't had anything interesting to do since Jeff Loeb was on the books. Since then, he's degenerated into a one-note compulsive shouter. Every time we see him, he's either yelling at Jimmy not to call him Chief or yelling at Clark for being absent while he was saving the day as Superman. Killing the Daily Planet editor, even temporarily, would allow the writers to do something substantial with the character for once and at the same time give his overtaxed larynx a rest before he loses his voice completely and is forced to pantomime his urgent request for Jimmy not to call him Chief. He is doing that a lot. I hadn't thought of that. That's pretty good. Johnny Taylor wrote, I would kill off Lana Lang so he would be able to move past the love of his life, so Lois would be the only girl that he would ever think about and concentrate on. Even in the new adventures of Superman, Dean Kane brought Lana in the show. I liked her as a high school sweetheart, but Clark needs to move past her. Hmm, interesting that uh, most people who are commenting about Lana are referring to the Smallville Lana from the TV show. Yeah. Okay, well, uh, Calvin Bowles wrote, I would kill off Perry White. The reason is because he's an important figure in the lives of all the people in Metropolis. It also would be interesting to see what would become of the Daily Planet should he be gone as current events show most newspapers are going out of business. So Clark, Lois and Jimmy may be out of work before course of this 
After all, Perry White always was the one who would fight to save the paper, and in his position he would have the power to stop a takeover. With him gone, maybe a big corporation would take over and eliminate the planet. Also, what would Lois Clark and Jimmy do once out of work? Maybe go freelance. The possibilities would be endless. Let me clear... Be clear, though, I like Perry White and would not like to see him die, but I believe his death would open many story possibilities. Interesting. Yeah. That's uh, another call for Perry and uh, more calls for Lana. Yeah, they started, they started flirting with that whole, basically a lot of those ideas in the late 90s, and then they never really kind of elaborated on them too yeah, much. With, uh, yeah, when Perry White uh, had cancer, yeah. Yeah, and, and save the planet, etc. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nick Steele wrote, Hey guys, I find it funny that, the question, that this question came up this month. I just started writing a story about what would happen if Lois died. Although she's such an essential part of the Superman character and legend, I was just thinking that since the All-Star series seems to be going in a new direction for Superman with his being killed solely by his own cells and everything, I think exploring what would happen if Lois was killed and Superman couldn't get there in time would leave a lot of crazy and interesting directions for Superman's character to be taken that may never have been done before, especially since the threat of such a thing happened has always existed, but he always saved the day. Would he exile himself? Would he lash out and finally break his oath not to kill? And in the end, would he even continue being Superman with the love love of his life gone, leaving him no reason to stay on Earth? Or if he did stay, would he get with Lana? All in all, this would be the most interesting character to kill off if anyone ever decided to be so bold. Thanks, guys. Love the show. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, Nick. Some interesting ideas. They kind of flirted with that idea back when the Joker was supposedly going to kill Lois. Uh, Thanks to everyone who sent in their responses to last show's big question. Uh, Neil, do you have a new big question for both the live show and the next podcast? Okay, well, yeah, I did get one, actually, and here's the next big question. What do you think will happen to Jason White, the kid, in The Man of Steel, the movie? Or, barring that, what should happen with Jason in the next movie? Yeah, good one. Uh, Now, you have three options to get involved in answering this big question. You can submit your response by using the big question form found at the Radio KL webpage at supermanhomepage.com, or you can submit your answer as an MP3 file, which we'll add into the next Radio KL podcast, or you can attempt to be a participant in our next Radio KAL live show in which we'll be asking the same big question. Last show we kicked off our New Adventures of Superman DVD contest by giving you the code word you needed to get into the draw to win one of two DVDs. The code word was Filmation, and with many entries into the contest, we've now selected the two winners at random, and those two people are Lewis Thompson Munn, and Ben Kurse. Thanks to everyone who participated and congratulations to our two winners. Your DVDs will be sent out to you shortly. John Henry takes out his frustrations on Lex Luthor. The deaths of innocent people are on your hands, Luthor, and it will not stand! Mr. Irons, I will ask you to lower your voice and regain your composure. Serena has her hands full. You tried to take over the largest corporation in the world in a quest to rule Metropolis, and this is the thanks you get. The killings in Metropolis continue. You okay, Cat? Are you? Same method of death as the last one. Charred beyond recognition, no collateral damage, no clear motive. And Superman decides to take advantage of what he's been offered. How can this be real? Believe what you see. What matters is that I'm here. Wherever here is. You'll find all this and more in issue 31 of Superman, The Last Son of Krypton. Coming July 25th, 2007.
only supermanhomepage.com Nothing's ever simple for a superhero in hiding. My powers are still drained. I need to kick back and let the police take care of everything while I recover. There she is, TJ. I told you it was her. You sure? All those stupid blonde chicks look the same to me. If we follow her, we can find out where she lives. And then, when it's dark out and nobody can see us, we can come back for some fun. It's crazy, Wilden. A completely random bunch of break-ins. No pattern to it at all. Hello there, big man. This is a friend. Are you feeling lonely? Looking for a third special someone? Someone who's gone missing? Let me help you out, my friend. Supergirl. Lost Daughter of Krypton, Issue 3, Puzzles and Pursuit, coming July 25th, 2007, only at supermanhomepage.com. Awesome. Keep checking out those dramas, guys. They rock. Only one thing alive with less than four legs can hear this frequency, Superman, and that's you. Time for the Super Secret Soundbite Contest. Last show, we played a sound from the sixth episode of Smallville Season 5, titled Exposed. Uh, it was an easy one to identify, and we got a large list of people who correctly got it right, and they were Tiffany Brufford, Patty, Steve Holmes, Nelda Mormon, Andrew Maitland, David Goodman, Brandon Wigginton, Tim Costello, Philip Maxillon, Tim Murphy, Ismael Perez, Corey Bailey, Mike Kuzumano, Chris Petrie, Sarah Sigaleski, John E. Taylor, DJ Goofy, Sean Hemmings, and Jeffrey Taylor. Congrats, guys and girls. Good job. Yeah, there's a Bailey in there, a Corey Bailey. Any relation to you? Oh, no relation. I like uh, DJ Goofy, too. Cool name. <laughs> Let's see if as many people can guess which episode of Smallville this sound comes from. You know what? You actually look handsome for a change. If you think you know which episode of Smallville that sound came from, use the super secret soundbite entry form found at the Radio KAL webpage and send your entry in. Each person who gets it right will have their name read out in the next Radio KAL show. Now for another Superman song. Oh, what do you got this one? You got uh, country, bluegrass, thrash metal? Well, good question. Uh, I'm not sure what you'd classify this one as. It starts with a little banjo that picks up from there. Either way, it's called Superman by Laszlo Bain. Awesome. Me love you the Scrubs, and that's a Scrubs theme song. Out the door, just in time. Head down the 405. Gotta meet the new boss by 8 a.m. In the car, the wife is working hard. She's running late tonight again. Well, I know what I've been told. You gotta work to feed the soul. But I can't do this all on my own. No, I know I'm no Superman.
just plugged into the wall That deck of tarot cards Won't get you very far There ain't no hand to break your fall Well, I know what I've been told You gotta know just when to fold But I can't do this all Superman I'm no Superman That's Lost your mind Was it worth it After all I need you here with me Cause love is all we need Just take a hold Of the hand that breaks the fall Well I know what I've been told Gotta break free to break the mold But I can't do this all on my own Friends is another Radio KAL show, done and dusted. Remember, if there's anything you want to say about Radio KAL, maybe you've got a topic you want us to, to discuss, a song you'd like to recommend, or maybe some feedback on the show itself. If you've got anything to say, you can let us know by clicking on the Radio KAL mail feedback form found at the Radio KAL webpage at supermanhomepage.com. And we'll try and include any responses in, in the future show. Uh, thanks, Neil. Oh, thanks, Steve. You say classy Supergirl crystal forum thingies that don't make any sense. <laughs> You've been listening to Radio KAL from supermanhomepage.com. Yeah.